The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked chime? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who fall away. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmonious sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph Lord, in the works of your are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And with that, good morning, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people. All the boat rockers are in the house. And anybody else I may have missed, to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio. We use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. And for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns about. I hold to the book, the Bible. As the authoritative word of God, glad that you guys have joined us here on Monday morning. Hope you guys had a great Christmas together. Maybe got some time to be with the people of God, to hear the word of God, so we can, what, obey the word of God this week. You know, I was reminded yesterday when we were uh, at church, our pastor was like, you know, that's, that's part of it. When we talk about obedience here to the word of God, we're not talking about so you can somehow gain God's favor or so that you can get his love, or that you can um, somehow get your way into heaven. We're talking about obedience because God has given us those things already. He has already bestowed his love upon us. He's already demonstrated it in the Lord Jesus Christ and his death upon the cross. He's already uh, adopted us into his family. He's already made us heirs and joint heirs with Christ. And so because he first loved us, we want to love him. And how is love shown? 
Well, it's shown in obedience, right? It's shown in obedience. What is the law? You know, a, a man came to Jesus and says, what is the greatest commandment? And the man said, well, it's to love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And Jesus says, you're right. And the second is like it, to love your neighbor as yourself. Upon these two things, these two commands, hang all of the law and the prophets. It, see, our love is demonstrated in our obedience to the law. Or a lack of love is demonstrated in non-obedience to the law. Does that make sense? All right, I just want to I just want to make sure everybody understands that what we're doing here, we're not teaching what the Pharisees did is somehow you're attaining some status here because the fact of the matter is the more we try to attain in and of ourselves, the more debt we build up against the day of judgment, against ourselves. Because we're not relying upon the righteousness that is of Christ. And uh, so yeah. That is the whole point and I'm glad, you know, in the pre-show I'm going to play that song this week. I, I really like that song. The the I like the lyrics change up on the hallelujah and um <clears throat> you know, it gives the entire gospel. It goes from birth to death and beyond. And so I think that's what we need to uh to share with the world. Somebody was saying we need to share that with the world exactly. And uh this is the answer. This is the answer for all of the stuff that's going on in the world. And you go, how is that that? Because God has told us about everything for life and for godliness, Peter says. And as a result of that, we have the answers that we need from the Word of God to deal with the problems that we have in our society. We really do. In our individual lives, what takes place in our hearts, what takes place in our minds, what comes out of our mouth, in our business dealings, in our families, in our communities, he's already given us the answers there but we got to be diligent about studying them out and then putting them, as the old preacher said, in shoe leather uh, to where we live those things out. Now, if you'd like to check us out online, please do so. SonsofLibertyRadio.com and also SonsofLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio, you want to watch the video portion of the radio show? That's right. You can see the face that's made for radio. Head over to SonsofLibertyMedia.com. Scroll down on the right side of the page, and you'll see second video down. Just click on that green play button, and you can join us there. Uh, we're also streaming live on BeforeIt'sNews.com. We're on our flagship Rumble at Sons of Liberty Radio Live. Be sure to subscribe over there. And uh, good morning to you guys who are over there and across the other video platforms in the chat. Good morning to you guys. Uh, we're also on DLive.TV at The Sons of Liberty. We're on Twitch at Setting Brushfires. And if you have a Roku device, we're on Cutting Edge TV over there. And we appreciate all of those outlets carrying us as... Many censor us, uh, like Facebook and uh, YouTube. Uh, so we appreciate new new outlets that are not censoring. Or if they are, it's definitely not what these guys are doing. Right above where we're streaming live is Bradley's show from Saturday, two hours worth of Bradley Dean. If you want to catch that, do so before 3 p.m. Eastern today. And then he goes live right there on the right side of the page, sonsoflibertymedia.com. Don't forget to sign up for our email newsletter. That's right above where the live stream is. And we're going to be changing the page up, uh, from what I'm told here, very, very soon. They're going to be moving all of this junk right here at the top, where the slider and all that is. We're going to be bringing the live shows up to the top. And hopefully we can get that to where you guys on the mobile device, you'll be able to see that. Because I know on a mobile device, unless you change it to a desktop version, you're not going to see those on the side. So we're going to see about getting that moved up for you guys uh, there at SonsLibertyMedia.com. Also, 
Don't forget, if you want to help us out, there's a donate button at the top of the page. Click on that and make a one-time donation or partner with us as a son or daughter of Liberty. This week, we're not doing any specials in the store, but the store is still available. All the products are there if uh, you'd like to check those out and pick up some of those. Okay, so today, uh, for whatever reason, I had my days mixed up today and tomorrow. And so our guest, I was expecting him to come on. I had a title out and everything, and I go, oh, he's supposed to be on tomorrow. So I had to change everything. <laughs> Fortunately, I got a lot of stuff. There's no question about that. But, I, you know, there's some good news I want to give you before I get to our main topic. Um, <clears throat> this came out of Canada. One of the citizens of Canada, that somebody caught this on video just a few seconds to call out Justin Trudeau, this, oh, this, this took some guts for this woman to say this. Okay, I'm just going to tell you, in this in this country, it's yeah, it takes some guts to to send. I, I'm sur- I would be surprised if she didn't get a knock on her door, and you can see Trudeau doesn't want to hear any of it. He's just kind of looking away. Um, <clears throat> but you guys on Red State Talk Radio, you'll be able to hear it. And I want you to hear what she says. It sounds a lot like she's been listening to the Sons of Liberty. Here it goes. You are not working for Canada. You are working for your globalist partners. I wonder how much they're paying you to betray Canada. What do we do with traitors in Canada, Mr. Trudeau? We used to hang them, hang them for treason. And you're doing that very same thing to us now. We know what you're doing. You see that? You see that? We used to hang traitors like you, and you know what you're doing, and he can't look her in the eye to save his life. Good for her. Good for her to go. And, and <clears throat> look, that isn't the only place that this is happening. Um, there is Australia. This is really going to get your motor running. Uh, now, you guys listening by way of Red State Talk Radio, this is just a, it's a short video clip that I'm going I'm to play here, but I'm going to tell you what's going on. There is a coffee shop. Remember, you guys who listen to the Sons of Liberty, do you remember back when this whole nonsense started? I told you what they were trying to do here in South Carolina about essential, non-essential businesses. Remember that? And I said the answer is for you business owners to go to get together. You're close by each other. You're in the same strip mall. You're on the same road or whatever the case may be. And you go open up your businesses and you get friends who are armed. You tell your employees to arm themselves, whatever the case may be. And then when the blue coats come in and tell you got to shut down because of some tyrant in your state who said it's a non-essential business or whatever the case may be, what did I tell you? I said, go do that and you will run them off. You will run them off. I told you you would win the day. And it was shortly thereafter <clears throat> that we saw the lady down there with the salon in Texas who opened up her business. And then we saw the lady out in California who had a salon and she opened up her business. And they were willing to take on the fines and the jail time or whatever they were going to stick on them. And then we had other businesses that were opening. And some never closed, like Tony Roman. We had him on. want to have him back to see kind of what's going on there, uh, out there in California. So this is a little video of how customers, the customers of a coffee shop, formed a wall and ref- that refused to enforce... The Vax Pass. You ready for this? Check this out. I mean, these guys. Stand at when they come, when they come. 
soon as they get out the car, look at them in the eyes and link arms and make it look like... I don't know how many people there are. They've turned off down the side street here, guys, so we might just give them... Maybe... I don't know. 50, 60 people, maybe more. There's some people in the back. They're lined up in front of this coffee shop. And they're determined not to let the tyrants in to shut them down because they won't enforce the uh, unlawful vax pass. See, this is what it's going to take. Can somebody get a photo of that so I can send it to me? And I can guarantee you this, folks. There's probably a lot of different worldview beliefs here. There's probably a lot of different religious beliefs here. Political beliefs. But the one thing they have in common is they recognize tyranny when it's there and they're going to stand against it. I think that's a good thing. If one thing does not necessarily lead to the other, and so you need to be careful. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying you shouldn't be careful of those things, but look. <laughs> it's, this is the tyranny that's here. And good for them for going and doing it. These are customers. They're not getting paid to do it. They're going to eventually go in and pay this business to get their coffee. And they want to ensure that they have the freedom to go into that business and get their coffee. And they want to make sure that that business remains open in there so it's not taken over by some big corporation or whatever. Uh, They want liberty. That's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. That's in Australia. Okay? Okay. We've got some uh, propaganda, though. I don't know if you guys saw this. I'm sure you did. But before I, before I play this, I, just, I want you to remember the 2012 Olympics. Now, we played this on before. And these were in London, if you recall. And I'm just going to kind of let this go. If, uh, it's uh, it's on, so it's not going to be very big. Um, and for whatever reason, it won't enlarge. I don't know why that is. They're controls or whatever. So, um, <clears throat> and I have no way of turning it down. Actually, maybe I do. Eh. The point is, is that... Let me see if I can bring that down. Because we don't need to hear the music. Okay. Uh, you'll see this, the imagery here. This was the Olympics in 2012. Okay? Um, what they did was, was somebody went back and showed everything of what they're doing here with the whole coronavirus nonsense. By the way, when we had Dr. Tom Cowan on last week and Sally Fallon Morell, you, you want to get that little book. If it was a little confusing, okay, how can they not have a virus but they have the COVID well, it's what they're defining as COVID, but they're saying there's no virus, and the COVID is a disease that they claim comes from the virus. Of course, last week you heard they have said they believe it's a result of 5G, the rollout of 5G, just like other things that have rolled out uh, that have affected the electromagnetic frequencies of the Earth, and in turn, they affect people and make them sick. That's what they believe that is. So there's two different things. They're saying there's no virus, there's no SARS-CoV-2, but then they're saying the co- the convids are the result of the 5G. Okay, so two different things. And you'll see, here's the, here's the doctors and nurses. This is the part I want you to see, that they're dancing. And then they become like robots. Okay? And you guys remember when this whole thing started out, 
that what we saw was these doctors and nurses in these hospitals we were told were like war zones. They were overrun. And then you see what they're doing out here. And some of them, what did they do? I mean, they've set up full choreography, right? These doctors and nurses. Full choreography. And they told you back in 2012 they were going to do it. That's the thing. They told you in 2012 they were going to do this. Now, fast forward. We're almost two years into this. And we were told what? Uh, Just put that mask on. Flatten the curve. Two years later, you know, it only takes a couple of weeks or whatever to do it. And uh, do that and we'll, we'll, we'll flatten the, it'll flatten the curve. Well, look at this absolute, I don't know of a word to use here. It absolutely looks stupid, okay? This is the White House. Your house, people. The people's house. This is the ridiculousness that went on at the White House. This right here. And I've lost the sound here. Hang on. And you know this lady isn't singing it because nobody has a microphone on. But the two ladies who were... And there's Jill with her little smile. wonder if she did some coke with uh, Hunter. Before she came out looking like that. This is this is went on in your White House. These fools with their masks on, except for the two singers. So you tell me how that works. Tell me how this works. <clears throat> and again, the ladies who are singing don't even have a microphone on, and you know it's not their voices. It looks totally effeminate. I know there's some women in there, but that's what it looks like. She's a good lip syncer, I'll tell you. I mean, this is this is the propaganda that's been put out. And what is the whole point? It's to promote the shots. This is this is a big pharma commercial. This is what this is. Your White House has been bought out by Big Pharma. That's what it is. This is a Big Pharma advertisement. Okay? And it's incredible to me that we're still allow we're still allowing this stuff. I mean, What's it going to take? But again, here are the useful idiots, and I'll guarantee. And let me tell you something: all you doctors, nurses, this is probably all nurses here. All of you guys playing along with this, continuing to play along, and to administer shots, and to not give informed consent, you're going to be held liable. And if they string you up alongside the tyrants too one day, don't beg for mercy. Because there is none at this point. You know what you're doing. You have to know.
If you don't, you're ignorant by choice, not because the information is not available. And I'm going to give you some of that this morning. I don't know, but they got paid with our tax dollars if they did get paid. I can tell you that. Maybe they, uh, who knows, maybe they got a Big Mac. No, that's Trump. He gives Big Macs. They probably got a real fancy dinner with uh, with the Biden. But the, but the point is, is this. They know what they're doing. They have to know at this point. They just have to know. In fact, it's kind of interesting. There, there's a, a doctor or a nurse we're trying to get on from Louisiana, but this is another Louisiana nurse. And she spoke up. Uh, she spoke up about what she saw in the hospital system during the pandemic. Check this chick out and listen to what she has to say. My name is Colette Martin. I'm an RN of 17 years, 12 years oncology, and the past five years I've been a float resource nurse to all the different floors in the hospital. I'm extremely concerned with the idea of mandating this vaccine for our children. The reactions we're seeing in the hospital with adults are terrifying, and they're being ignored. Just some examples of post-vaccine reactions are blood clots, heart attacks, strokes, encephalopathy, heart arrhythmias such as atrial fibrillation. Also in the elderly, we're seeing an increase in falls, syncope, acute onset of confusion with unknown ideology. Also, two young and healthy coworkers I know had vision changes, tingling and numbness to lower extremities they're still dealing with. Another coworker developed DVTs. I personally had a patient die three months after his vaccines of pericarditis, which we know is a known side effect, diagnosed 30 days after a shot, no mention to VAERS. Majority of our nurses, nurse managers, and some doctors do not even know what VAERS is. I've spoken to our chief of medicine, managers, other nurses on why we're not reporting to VAERS, and the most common response is, what is VAERS? It's a topic that's very difficult to address in the hospital And you setting. wonder why they're not getting I bring reported. up my concerns and repeatedly get dismissed. I've been told, I'm sure someone is investigating this. Well, if we aren't, then who is? Especially since Pfizer ended their study just six months after the um, trial started. I also have been told that VAERS isn't the best indication of vaccine side effects. Well, if that's the case, what are we supposed to be looking at? Over 18,000 deaths, a million permanently disabled, and the CDC admits only 1% to 10% of reactions are even being reported. And we know that hospitals are not reporting anything. This is not just where I work. I have many nurse friends in other local hospitals in the southeast Louisiana say the same thing. What I also find is highly disturbing is our treatment protocol. I truly believe our protocol is killing our COVID patients. When I ask other nurses their thoughts, they agree. At this point, doctors will admit our main treatment is not working, but it's all we have. We know that's simply not true. It's just what the CDC will allow us to give. Our hands are tied. Back to our children, though. We have chemotherapies that we know have side effects causing blood cancer, such as leukemia, in 10-plus years after giving the drug. We know this because we have real long-term trials on these drugs. We are not just seeing severe acute reactions with this vaccine, but we have zero idea what any long-term reactions are. Cancers, autoimmune, infertility, we just don't know. We are potentially sacrificing our children for fear of maybe dying getting sick of a virus, a virus with a 99% survival rate. Our children are not even at risk for this. As of now, we have more children that die from the COVID vaccine than of COVID itself. And then the health department to come out and say the new variant has all the side effects of the vaccine reactions we're currently seeing now. 
It's maddening. And I don't understand why more people don't see it. And I think they do, but fear of speaking out and even worse, being fired. They simply, this is not something easy for me to come up here and speak about, but I feel deep conviction about speaking truth and what the nurses are seeing behind those hospital walls. This is not about adults who can choose to research or not. This is about our helpless children. And when I look back on this in 20 to 30 years, I have to know that I did everything I could. And I'm asking you to please ponder this. What side of history will you be on? I have to know this madness has to stop. Amen, sister. Amen. That's exactly right. And this is somebody coming from the inside. This is somebody coming from the inside, telling you what's going on, that your corrupt politicians who've been bought off by these pimp hustlers at Big Pharma, the, the, the very big pimp hustlers, drug hustlers that they are, who are saying, those of you giving misinformation about the Convid 1984 shot, well, you people are criminal. We're not criminal because we're putting out stuff that's killing people, that's committing genocide. You people are, because you're telling the truth on us. Shame on you. And I'm going to tell you, a message for every social media platform we're on, I don't care who you are. We're not going to be quiet about it. I don't care how many times you give us bans, strikes, kick us off your platform. We're not going to be quiet about it. If we got to take to the streets, we'll take to the streets. If we got to put it on billboards, we're going to put it on billboards. If I got to hang out a sign out in my front yard, I'm going to hang a sign on my front yard. People's lives are at stake here. I've warned my kids. By the way, congratulations to Tabitha and Bobby. Uh, next in line, in just a couple of months, we're going to be marrying uh, off my third daughter. And uh, congratulations, you guys. They got engaged over uh, Christmas. And um, so be in prayer for them. I, you know, I, I, there's a part of dad that, especially with things that go on, I wonder, did some of this stuff get into my kids? <laughs> you know, you wonder about that kind of stuff. And so I'm praying constantly, Lord, make them aware of their surroundings. Make them aware of what's going on. I know they're, you know, we've got, uh, my oldest daughter's been married a couple of years. My next daughter's been married right at a year. They'll be celebrating a year here this coming in a couple of months. And, uh, and then Tabitha's going to get married. And I'm just like, give their husbands wisdom over this stuff that they'll recognize what's going on here and that they'll stay away from this stuff. Um, that they'll honor the Lord with what they're doing. You know, the Bible tells us, Proverbs fourteen twelve. there's a way that seems right to man, but the end thereof leads to death. This COVID-1984 stuff, this, there's a way that seems right to man. You're seeing it promoted by the White House, by the corrupt politicians who've been bought up by Big Pharma and other people. Some Now, look, I, I agree that there are probably some people who are just, they're ignorant of things, they've been taught a certain way. When we had Dr. Kaufman on, one of the things he talked about was, you know, you're in medical school to be a doctor. You don't have time to ask questions, and the teacher doesn't have time to answer them. You just dump the information that they want you to know. You've got to learn that for a test so you can spit it back out so you can get the sheepskin so you can go start doing, so you can start practicing. I always like that. Why do doctors practice? Shouldn't they already know what they're doing? Why do they have a practice? You ever think about that? How the How words are used. Never more than in the past few months have I thought about how words are used the way I have now. Do you know there's a difference between endorse, E N 
endorse and I endorse. Mm-hmm. There's a difference between effect, A-F-F-E-C-T, and effect, E-F-F-E-C-T. I'm not going to get into a lot of that, but there are just things that I'm learning about how words are used in the legal system. Children is another one that I told you. Go look that one up for a legal definition. If you really want to start changing your language, and that's part of repentance, uh, yeah, go check that out and, and see what you think about that. Because it's this stuff. Remember I told you a long time ago, when socialists come in, they start to change the language. They change the language. And so <clears throat> it's very, you know, sometimes, look, I have places I have to repent to. Um, th- th- there are words that I use, and then I, I I catch myself, and I'm like, oh, that concept is not honoring God. You know, we used to say, good luck. Well, what does that have to do with God? That that implies there's chance going on in the universe. No, we say, you know, God be with you, or good providence to you, and we're 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 acknowledging that God is in control of the situations that we come in. So those are little things where, you know, Tim Brown has to repent and correct language and even thinking in that. And this is part of what the Christian life is. Is it a, is it, We're in a constant state of repentance. We're constantly learning what God has said so we can obey Him, so we can glorify Him. Okay, so you've got this one. Let me give you a couple of others. There is a story out, and I've got the video. We won't be able to play all of the Well, we're not going to play all of the video here, but the video is here, so I'll have the link in the archive if you want to check it out, sonslibertymedia.com, later on this morning. There's an Australian whistleblower who said young, quote-unquote, fully vaccinated citizens dying due to COVID-19 shot complications. Young. Now, we've given you some of these. Most of them are suffering from this myocarditis. By the way, um, if I'm understanding correctly, we're going to have Dr. Bill Smith from America's Frontline Doctors back on again, hopefully this week. It'll probably be later in the week. I'm going to talk to him later this morning. We tried to get together and yeah, hol- holidays and stuff. It just didn't work out very well. So we're going to talk with him later this morning. Hopefully we're going to get him back on and talk about these PCR tests because there is the, there is the, uh, the mechanism for all of deceit. As you heard Dr. Cowan point out last week. But here's this Australian whistleblower, and uh, <clears throat> this comes from the expose, and I've got the video up as well. But uh, he says um, that he is blowing the whistle, and they protected his identity. And by the way, look, if you're a whistleblower out there, if you're seeing things in your hospital, if you're seeing things in whatever you know, if you're in a branch of government, state government, local government, or in the federal government, and you want to come on, we can hide your identity if that's what you want to do. But we need to verify at least that you are who you say you are. So if you can provide us credentials for that, we're happy to bring you on, black you out, alter your voice, or do whatever we got to do to get you on to tell the truth. All you got to do is go to sonsoflibertymedia.com, click on the contact button, and send me an email. Make it for Tim. And um, say, I'm a whistleblower or whatever, and then we'll verify you, uh, that you are who you say you are, and we'll make sure that you get anonymity when you you know speak, if you want to come on the radio show and you want to tell and you want to warn people. But here's this guy. Again, you can see the video at sonslibertymedia.com. It's called Australian Whistleblower, Young, Fully Vaccinated Citizens Dying Due to COVID-19 Shot Complications. Listen to what they say. Again, this comes from the, um, 
The expose, a doctor in the A&E Department of Australia, revealed that those who are fully vaccinated against COVID-19 are dying in huge numbers. To protect his identity for fear of possible retaliation by Australian public health authorities and other government entities, the doctor's face and voice had to be obscured. And again, you can see the video. Okay, it's uh, right there at the top of the article. But he said he was blowing the whistle. The whistleblower first raised his concerns about the Australian government began uh, involving children in its mass vaccination program. He said, I am increasingly perplexed at the continued government backing of a medical intervention marred by serious complications in the young when there are zero benefits this treatment offers them. Yeah, you remember that, right? Do you remember when uh, Joe Biden was telling all the kids, you don't have to worry about this. This really doesn't affect you. Remember that? That was like... Was that earlier this year? I mean, my time goes, it was either earlier this year when he first got in office or it was during the whole campaign against Trump and this, that, and the other. And he was telling me, this really doesn't affect you. But they're authorizing it to go to 5 to 11-year-olds. And you heard the nurse a minute ago. We talked about this last week. Like 82, it was 82 or 85, something like that. 85, 82% of pregnant mothers who get this shot within the first or second trimester, have an, uh, they have an abortion. I mean, not that they go to Planned Parenthood. It just it happens. It kills the baby. Oh, Tim, your conspiracy theory. No, these are real numbers. They're doing it unwittingly. Don't get me wrong. I don't think any mother is trying to kill their kid by taking the shot. I think their, their mindset is there's a way that seems right to man or woman, but the end thereof leads to death. They're killing their kid, and listen to me, ladies, pregnant women. Not only are you going to kill your kid if you get one of the real shots, because, again, we're in an experiment. So there's placebos out there. Some of you who are called fully vaccinated might have got two placebos. Or if you got the J&J shot, one placebo, not the real shot. Understand that's how this works. This is a clinical trial. Everybody that goes and gets poked is in a trial. You are a guinea pig. You are a lab rat to these people. They don't honor God. So you're just a piece of meat to, to experiment on, just like the animals are. And I'm going to tell you, I'm not a PETA fan. You know, people eating tasty animals, and I do eat tasty animals. I'm not a PETA fan, but I'll tell you this. The trials they're doing on these animals for any kind of chemicals and all this stuff, it's wrong. It's wrong. The Bible says that we're to take care of our animals. You say, well, you eat animals. Yeah, we kill them quickly. We don't sit there and let them suffer. We're not doing that. We're not being cruel to them. We're not being mean to them. And God said, go back in Genesis, even before the law is given to the people of Israel. Genesis chapter 9, and you can read there that he said he gave us meat to eat. Okay? And the point is, is this, we're, we're thinking we're doing the right thing. I want to emphasize what Proverbs fourteen twelve says. We think we're doing the right thing. But in the end, we're bringing about death. We're not bringing about life. We're not bringing about healing. I spent time with my mom yesterday. We went up for, for Christmas. And her shakes are getting a little worse. Now, she's using some of the EDTA from uh, Dr. Michael Roth that we had on before from America's Frontline Doctors. He was kind enough to send me a couple bottles. But my mom has taken the 
Parkinson's disease medication. It's working against each other, and I'm trying to tell her mom. And she's resolved. She says, you know, if the Lord takes me this way, if I lose my mind, she's already losing some of her memory. Which some of you know about, because your parents have gone through it. And she's resolved to say, you know, if the Lord takes me this way or that way or whatever, I'm, I'm okay with that. But you can tell it bothers her. And it's like, me, as her son, I want to go grab the doctor who's giving, feeding her this stuff. And I want to say, you show me. You show me where any of this stuff is going to help my mom. Because it's not. It's all of the junk they've been feeding her and the lies they've been feeding her all of these years about their drugs that mask a symptom. They never get at the root cause. They never do any of these things. And I'm going to tell you what, you doctors out there pushing that stuff too, you're just as guilty as these people here who should be in Nuremberg 2.0. You really are. You're snake oil salesmen. So you can live in your high fancy houses and do whatever. You, you may say, oh, I care about men. Well, maybe you do, but you haven't done your research to come to the proper conclusion of how to heal the body. You want to treat a symptom so you can get a paycheck and send your, you know, kick your, your, your patient out and be done with them as soon as you can. I know what many of you doctors do. I do. You're bought, you're bought off. You're a slave to filthy lucre or money. And Jesus said you can't serve God and money. You'll love one and hate the other. And so there's a call for you too. It's to repent. It's to repent. Here's what this whistleblower out of Australia said. I'm increasingly perplexed at the continued government backing of a medical intervention marred by serious complications than the young when there are zero benefits this treatment offers them. He added that the trial claimed that there may always be serious complications with any medication, quote, but these are unpredictable. That's exactly right. They're unpredictable. He stated that the myocarditis is virtually unheard of for people under age of 40. Many of the myocarditis cases involving the jabs that he witnessed led to other heart conditions and complications, including shortness of breath, chest pains, heart attack, and even acute heart failure. I mean, listen, let me add, look. Put aside any political differences you might have with me. If you're a what they call a leftist, if you're a liberal, what they call a liberal or a Democrat, whatever, the case, or even if you're a Republican, because I'm not a Republican either. If you're any of these things, put that aside for just a second. When in your life have you ever seen so many under 40 people suddenly die, especially whether it be celebrities or whoever, but celebrities, and there's no excuse for why they're dead. Athletes, why they're they're having heart, heart attacks, chest pains, and they're dying on the field. When in your life have you ever seen children this happening to? Myocarditis. I mean, he's pointing it out right here, this, this whistleblower. When have you ever seen that? Just, again, pull, put aside political differences and just look at what's going on. Because you guys know, I've called out both, at least in America, both political spectrums, Republican and Democrat. I don't care. 
because they're supposed to work for the people, and we only have one law, and that's the Constitution. And that, when it, it doesn't conform to the law of God, should conform to the law of God. Okay? And it doesn't conform to the law of God in several places in the Constitution. Some of you want me to do a show on that. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll just do that one day. Okay? Because I point to the Constitution to show you how they don't keep their word. They won't keep it there. You know they're not going to keep it with the law of God. And this is why the people have to deal with them. This is why I'm for secession. I'm just going to tell you. Somebody got mad at me and unsubscribed from the channel because they said, oh, you don't think we ought to deal with the federal level? I think you're wasting your time at the federal level. You deal with your local and state government. Put your energy there. You make changes there. Maybe eventually it'll get to the federal level, but at least you'll have some protection in your area. That's where I say you ought to be. Okay, so here's this whistleblower. There's a whole thing here. Here's one of the things he says. Parents, you might want to think about, uh, you might think that the vaccine offers your child freedoms. Even if you know it provides no health benefit to your son or daughter. Think about that for a second. This was something that uh, Horsemouth, uh, New Zealand chick, which you got to question whether she's chick after I, I saw this one video. Look, and I know... People had done Michelle Obama up and stuff, and I have no evidence. I I have Joan Rivers' word who says she's a tranny, he's a tranny, whatever, however you want to say it. But I saw this video, and I'm like, okay, that looks pretty real. (laughs) And, uh, well, I forget what the lady's name is. But the chick down in, or the person, let me just say it that way, down in New Zealand. And the junk she's... She was saying this stuff too. She was saying the same thing here. That this guy is saying. No health benefit, but uh, if you take the shot, this is what freedoms it gets you. It's what freedoms it gets you. You don't have freedom unless you obey the tyrant. Jacinda. That's her name. Yeah, I call her horse face. That's what I call her. Anyway, you say that's ad hom. Yeah, it probably is, but I'm just saying what I think. Um, he says this, even if you know it provides no health benefit to your son or daughter, but what good would that school excursion be if they suffer from a reduction in their heart function for the rest of their lives and will almost certainly shorten their lives if they do not get vaccine complication? Parents, really, you're thinking about this for your kids. He goes on and he says, be complicit or being complicit with the unnecessary harm we're unintentionally causing when we knew better of where, uh, excuse me, knew better or were convinced of the hierarchical narrative does not absolve us of the ethical duty to protect our patients. And regarding politicians, the whistleblower said, these are real people. They are permanently affecting not just statistics stop the mandates and discrimination based on medical status it is unnecessarily harming people in more ways than one now yesterday let me grab this yesterday at church we we actually went over something i've spoken about uh before and that is you remember the lady that had the issue of blood it comes in the midst of a lot of healing that Jesus does, and I'm not going to be able to show you on the screen. So I'm just going to read you from what we had from Mark 30. It was Mark 4:35 through Mark 5:43. And as our pastor says, and as I would say, there's no way 
that a preacher can cover that in, I don't know, 45 minutes, okay? Whether it's a sermon, whether it's a Sunday, you, you need like a couple of weeks really to go. But he did pretty good. He went right through it. And uh, one of the things, here's how it starts out, and I'm going to lead up to where this goes, okay? It starts out with Jesus. You guys remember that Jesus is in the boat, and whatever I don't get to today, I'm going to have in the archives, because it's got several tabs here, so I'm going to have it in the archive if you guys want to check it out, what the things that I would be talking about. But I think this is important. This is from Mark chapter 4 and going into Mark chapter 5. At the end of Mark chapter 4, beginning at verse 35, it says, And on that day, when evening had come, he said to them, Let us go across to the other side. And leaving the crowd, they took him with them in the boat, just as he was. And other boats were with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves were breaking into the boat, so that the boat was already filling. But he was in the stern, that's Jesus, asleep on a cushion. Okay, now stop and think about this for a second. Most of the men who were his disciples were fishermen. There was a tax collector and there was, you know, some other people who were in there, but most of them were fishermen. They had seen storms before. And Jesus is what? The water is coming into the boat. There's a great storm. Jesus is sleeping. Peace in the midst of the storm. And they woke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Look at who their thought is. They're not concerned with their master. It's like they got tunnel vision. They know who he is somehow, in some way, but they don't realize his power. Do you not care that we are? Are perishing, not that you're perishing with us, but we are perishing. And he awoke, and the idea is I like the way my pastor had it. He kind of rolled over while he's laying there. We don't see that he got up, that he went out on the thing. You know how the pictures have him. It doesn't say any of that. He awoke and he rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. Now, I'm not, I don't know if you guys saw it, but after I did the show on Jesus isn't a baby anymore, we've got a Muslim in there, okay? Oh, worship God alone. I believe in Jesus. Yeah, what do you believe about Jesus? Oh, well, he's a prophet. Yeah, he is a prophet. He's also a priest and a king. He's also God in the flesh. And you'll see this guy go down through there. If you, any of you guys want to go rebuke him like I was. And I just hold him to John 1, because if he, can't, if he can't walk through the context of John 1, he's not worth listening to. He says he derives his worldview from the Gospels. Well, John 1 is part of the Gospel there, dude. And this is an antichrist and a devil. And he goes, oh, you're angry with me, you're in a rage. No, I'm not in angry and in a rage with you. You're misrepresenting the Christ. I'm not angry with you. I'm pointing out that you're not what you say you are. And I'm going to call you what you are. You're a devil. You're an antichrist. Pick up John 1, and then we can have a discussion. Just like my other friend who claims to be a Muslim, but i got to tell you, he doesn't talk like a Muslim. He recognizes Jesus as Lord. He recognizes that Christians are going to rule and reign. He recognizes that. He says, hey, if Jesus appeared, I would run to him. That's what he says. Never heard a Muslim talk like that. Never heard one. And I think he's about that close to the kingdom. Really, I, I really do. 
And he welcomes John 1 when I went through it. He says, I'm going to have to really think about that. That's He says, can we have another Bible discussion? Look, a Muslim doesn't think like that. And if they're going to hold on to uh, the teachings of Muhammad, they don't, they don't think like that. So be in prayer for my friend. I call him my friend because he's at least willing to have that dialogue, and he's willing to adhere to whatever the truth is, if he's heard it or not. So be in prayer with him. I, I really would like to see God... He looks like he's already teaching him some things. I just got to tell you, that's just my opinion. I'm a man, so I can err. He says, peace be still, Jesus says. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. And he said to them, why are you so afraid? Have you still no faith? And they were filled with great fear and said to one another, who then is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? I want to ask you something. And I got to thinking about this a lot yesterday. You know, we've heard a lot about harp. I've even spoken about it. And this weather manipulation and stuff like that. But we've only heard about it. Yes, some people claim certain things. What does the Bible say about who controls the weather? Who controls the shoreline as to how far the seas come in and who doesn't? Is that man? Is that government? Is that heart? Or is that the God of creation? Well, my Bible tells me it's the God of creation. Could God allow that men manipulate certain things in his creation? Yeah, that's that's possible. But make no mistake, if he allows such a thing, just like he did the devil to go in and to uh, attack Job, but he limited him to not take his life. God is in control of all of that stuff. He's in control of all of it. We go into chapter 5 of Mark, and we read there's a guy by the name of, or he doesn't have a name, he's, a, uh, he's in the Gerasenes, in the country of the Gerasenes, which is a Gentile area. He's full of demons. In fact, the demon responds to Christ that his name is Legion. And you'll say, well, where are you going with this? Well, I'm leading up to the point that I've made to you before. Night and day, Mark chapter 5, verse 5, Night and day among the tombs and on the mountains he was always crying out and cutting himself with stones. And when he saw Jesus from afar, he ran and fell down before him. And crying out with a loud voice, he said, What have you to do with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God, for my little troll friend, someone you trust, that's his his name, over there, the Muslim guy, even the demons recognize what you don't, man. Because the demon is speaking here. And he says, Jesus, Son of the Most High God. This guy was saying he's not the Son of God. The demons recognize it. I adjure you by God. Do not torment me. He knows that Jesus is the just judge. And he's supposed to judge him. And he's, he's like, don't torment me. I'm imploring you by God. I reckon, The demons recognize God. James, James said, if you say you believe in a God, that's no big deal. Demons do that. And they'd go a f- step further than you who, who are like that. They tremble. They tremble. For he was saying to him, come out of that man, you unclean spirit. This is not what you see on television. It's not what you hear about people where they're constantly saying, come out, come out, come out. And, you know, the Exorcist movie from whenever it was, the 70s or whatever, you know, it's this constant, you know, he didn't have any holy water. Okay, you don't even see any of that in the scripture. He, he, did, he wasn't reciting prayers over and over. He just says, come out. And Jesus asked him, what's your name? And he replied, my name is Legion, for we are many. And he begged him earnestly not to send them out of the country. 
So whoever the main demon who's speaking says, there's a bunch of us in here in this guy. That's why he's so strong. They were shackling him. They were, they were chaining him down. And he says, not to send him out of the country. Now, again, this is in a Gentile land. This is not in Israel. And there was a great herd of pigs feeding on the hillside, and they begged him, saying, send us into the pigs. Let us enter them. And what happens? So he, that's Jesus, gave them permission. How do you like that? Jesus had to give these demons permission to go into the pigs. And, and when you read the rest of the story, I had this question from my pastor. I'm like, what are they trying to do? Extend their pleasure for just a couple of seconds? And that's exactly what they're trying to do. Because we read, he gave them permission. And the unclean spirits came out and entered the pigs and the herd, numbering about 2,000. So when he said their legion, which would have been 1,000 soldiers in the Roman army, there's 2,000 pigs. They ran into the pigs, and they rushed down the steep bank into the sea and drowned in the sea. Those demons were judged that day. They were judged that day. And then the people of the city, instead of saying, hey, you freed this guy from his demonic possession, they're like, Jesus, get out of here because we lost 2,000 pigs over you. That's a lot of money. You know, we could have fed a lot of people with that stuff. And unlike the people in Israel, we said, shh, don't tell anybody, just, you know, for the lepers, go show yourself to the priest or whatever. Don't tell anybody what I'm doing. He tells this guy, go home to your friends and tell them how much the Lord has done for you and how he's had mercy on you. And he went away and began to proclaim in the Decapolis how much Jesus had done for him and everyone marveled. And in the midst of this, there's this guy, Jairus. I'm, I'm running out of time. If you guys will permit me, I'll hang over just a little bit to give you the rest of the context of this, because I, I just thought it was so fitting for what we're in the midst of. There's a guy by the name of Jairus. He's a ruler in the synagogue. He's like, um, uh, he's an elder, what we call an elder in the New Testament, okay? No, elders are not new in the New Testament. They carry over from the Old Testament. These were the guys who sat in the gates they were the ones who judged things, so if there was a problem, you brought it to the elders, and the elders would judge it, okay? So he's a ruler, he's an elder in the, uh, in the synagogue. And he says, my daughter is at the point of death, come and lay your hands on her, and she will be made well and live. And they're talking and things, and all of a sudden one of his servants come up and says, your little daughter's dead. She's died. And so Jesus is going to go tend to her. Hang on. If you're on Red State Talk Radio, join us on SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, Rumble at Sons of Liberty Radio Live, or BeforeIt'sNews.com at the top of the page. I'll give you the rest of this. I'm not going to keep you long, but I do want to continue this because it's very important that you understand what this is saying. Catch Bradley at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, and Lord willing, we'll be right with you at Keith Haskell in the morning, 6 a.m. Lord willing. All right, I want to welcome everybody coming over from Red State Talk Radio. Let me finish the rest of this passage, uh, and then I'm going to close out. So Jairus is here. His uh, guy comes to him, his servant, says, you know, your, your daughter's dead. But in the midst of this conversation with Jairus, I've brought to you this passage before. A great, a great crowd followed him and thronged about him. And there was a woman who had a discharge of blood for 12 years. 
and who had suffered much under many physicians. Think about that for a second. She had suffered much under many physicians. Again, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with doctors. I don't even think the Bible communicates that, that God chose Luke, a doctor, a physician, to write the book, the Gospel of Luke and the book of Acts. I don't think that that's the issue. But she suffered much under many physicians. Well, what did she suffer? Well, it goes on to tell us she spent all she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. Let me ask you something. How many of you guys are old enough to remember, I don't know, 20 years or so ago, I think was when it happened, the Al Gore, George W. Bush II um, presidential run where there was this whole argument, oh, Grandma's open up the refrigerator and she's determining whether she's going to spend her money on her medicine or on food to eat. Remember that argument that came out? It's, it's become quite popular with, with some people. Why is that? It's because physicians, many physicians, not all, many physicians have taken advantage of their patients. And they see them as nothing more than an ATM machine. Something to enrich them. And the same thing was true with this lady. She had heard the reports about Jesus and came up behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, if I touch even his garments, I will be made well. And immediately the flow of blood dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of her disease. Twelve years, going to the doctors, spending everything she had, they couldn't help her. And what happened? Now, let me ask you something. Is there something magical about touching Jesus' clothes? No, there's not. But I think what's in this lady's mind is that Jesus has something nobody else has. She has some, he, she's perceived he has something nobody else has. And that she can be healed if I can just get close enough to touch his clothes. And Jesus, perceiving in himself that power had gone out of him, immediately turned around the crowd and said, Who touched my garments? <laughs> Again, my pastor is, we're on the same wavelength on this because I've said this before. It seems kind of silly, doesn't it? You're in a crowd, Jesus. There's a bunch of people around. And he goes, who touched me? And you can just see the disciples going, uh, everybody? Everybody touched you. I mean, look at the crowd. They're all bunched up around. You can't even move in here. And his disciples said to him, you see the crowd pressing around you, and yet you say, who touched me? See, that's their response. And he looked around to see who had done it. And listen to what happened. But the woman knowing what had happened to her, came in fear and trembling. Oh. She came in fear and trembling and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. Now, you've got to understand what's going on here. In the Jewish society, when a woman was menstruating, she was considered ceremonially unclean. Okay? And if you touched her, 
you were considered ceremonial and clean. You know, you go and you do certain things, and then the next day you're clean. Okay? But you would be unclean to go to the... This lady for 12 years couldn't go to the temple. She couldn't worship. She couldn't do any of these things that she, you know, was supposed to have happen because she was considered ceremonially unclean. And so here she is, coming and touching the most holy one on the earth at the time, touching him, this teacher, this rabbi, Jesus. And she comes with fear and trembling, and she falls down before him, and she told him the whole truth. She told him everything A to Z as to what happened to her, what led up this time, and what she believes took place in her body, that she was healed. And here's what Jesus said. He said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease. Go in peace and be healed of your disease. Now, that's a lot different than if you go to our health and wellness expert, Kate Shimrani. She's going to tell you, okay, you need to do these things uh, to take care of this. Here's your diet. Here's what you need to eat. Here's the supplements you need. It's a lot different. Jesus just says, you're healed. It's kind of like the, the bread and fishes thing. I mean, think about that a second. To, to make fish, what do you got to do? You got to have mom and dad fish. Mom's got to lay some eggs. Dad fish has got to fertilize the eggs. And you got to you got to have the baby baby fish. And then you got to catch the fish. And then you got to take the fish and you got to scale them and you got to gut them. And then you got to make the little. Uh, it, it, a lot of people think that that's um, when they have the bread and fish. That the fish thing is like okay, you got a piece of fish and you're eating it off and you got the bread. No, the, the fish were made into something like a condiment to put on the bread so it's not so dry so you're not doing this, right? While you're eating. And to, grow, to make the bread, what do you got to do? Well, somebody's got to go out there and they got to plant the wheat and they got to grow the wheat and then they got to harvest the wheat and then they got to come in and they got to do the uh, separating the chaff from the wheat and then they got to go and they got to mix it up and then they got to bake it and they got to do all this stuff before it becomes bread. And what does Jesus do? Well, there's bread and there's fish already there and he multiplies it like that. It's kind of like the water and the wine. What do you got to do to make wine? We got to grow the grapes and you got to pick the grapes uh, or you got to plant the vine. You got to grow the grapes. You got to pick the grapes. You got to smash the grapes. You got to let the grapes ferment. You got to strain the the junk out of it so that you got a a pure wine. And then you can serve it or you you bottle it and you usually let it sit for a little bit. Or in their case, you would put it in wineskins. Jesus, just in an instant, says, go fill up some, some containers, some water, blah, 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 and it's wine. Bypasses the whole process. Why? How can he do that? I want to ask my Muslim friend. He can only do it because he's the Son of God. He's the creator of all things, both invisible and invisible. Again, I asked my Muslim friend over there, this Antichrist. What does John 1 say? All things were created by him. Invisible, invisible. This is not hard. This is really not hard to understand. And then I want to finish with this. Here's the servant coming from Jairus' house. Remember, his daughter's been sick. And he says, this is in verse 35 of Mark chapter 5, if you're following along by chance. Your daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher any further? See, this guy didn't have any faith. Your daughter's dead, man. Why are you bothering this guy? 
But overhearing what they said, Jesus said to the ruler of the synagogue, this is Jairus, do not fear, only believe. He encouraged his belief in him. If you believed in me when your daughter was alive and sick, believe in me now when she's died. That's what he's saying. Kind of like what he said to uh, Mary and Martha. Well, I know that you're going to raise him up at the last day. Hey, ladies, I am the resurrection. We're not waiting on the last day. I am the resurrection. You believe in God, believe also in me. And he allowed no one to follow him except Peter and James and John, the brother of James. And they came to the house of the ruler of the synagogue, and Jesus saw a commotion, people weeping and wailing outside loudly. And when he had entered, he said to them, Why are you making a commotion and weeping? He knew the child had died, but yet he says to them this. Same thing, kind of like what he said with Lazarus. Remember that? He said, he's sleeping. And they go, well, if he's sleeping, everything will be okay. And he goes, look, guys, he's dead. Okay? But Jesus comes in and he says, the child is not dead, but sleeping. And they laughed at him. And he put them all outside and took the child's father and mother and those who were with him and went in where the child was. Taking her by the hand, he said to her, Talitha Kumi, which means, little girl, I say to you, arise. And immediately, not after he had to say it with incantations over and over and over again, because he warns us about repetitious prayers and things of this nature towards God. Immediately the girl got up and began walking, for she was 12 years of age. And they were immediately overcome with amazement, and he strictly charged them, unlike the Gadarene demoniac, he strictly charged them that no one should know this. Yeah, right, like that's going to happen. People are going to talk. And told them to give her something to eat. American Christianity has forgotten that Jesus is not just a savior from sin. He is a healer. He's a healer. And I'm not denying that at times he uses means to heal. I'm not I'm not denying that. But American Christians have forgotten their dependence upon God. They've forgotten their dependence upon God. Some of you know some of the things that, that we faced here. I've told you about things that I have to fix and stuff, and sometimes I don't have time to fix them. I would, but so I'm time. This weekend, our stove was out. I don't have time. I, 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 I don't know everything it is to fix it. We were able to come up with the funds to get a new stove. I told the Lord, I, I don't have it. You know I don't have it. And God provided in the midst of that. That's, if he can provide a stove, do you not think he can take care of the body? If God can provide cars for people, do you not think he can take care of the body? And if he can take care of the body, can he not take care of the soul? Can he not forgive sin? And somehow I just, I think there's probably somebody out there who thinks, well, you don't know what I've done. And I'm ashamed of what I've done. Yeah, we're all ashamed of a lot of stuff we've done. That's why I don't talk about a lot of stuff I've done. No need in bringing the shame up. Bring the glory up of the Christ who forgave you of those shameful things. 
Maybe you're involved in sodomy or lesbianism. Maybe you're a thief. Maybe you're a drunkard. Maybe you're an adulterer or fornicator or an idolater. Yeah, Jesus forgives all those kinds of sins because they're sin. But you've got to repent. You've got to bow before him and acknowledge that he is Lord, that he is who he said he, he was, and he is. You've got to be the one who does that. And who's the only people going to do it? It's the people who God moves on their heart to do it. You don't do it of yourself, because I'll just tell you. There were many nights where I did all kinds of things, thinking that I'm doing what everybody says I'm supposed to do, one what the Bible says. But I was doing it. But when God moves upon your heart, you see very clearly who you are and who He is. And you're the one crying out for mercy. I don't think you have to have it all theologically correct. I, I really don't. He'll teach you that along the way. But if you're hearing me now, and you say, I want that mercy because I'm such a sinner. I'm worthy of God's wrath and of His justice. And I want mercy. I'll do whatever. If that's your heart, call out to Him. He'll hear you. You don't have to have the right words. You really don't. He'll hear and He'll respond from heaven and He'll give you a new life. All things will become new, the Bible says. You become a new creation in Christ. And then begin to walk in the footsteps of Jesus. Get in your Bible. Learn what He has said and then be obedient unto that word. And I'll tell you, if, if that's the path your life takes, trust me, the devil isn't doing that. God's doing that. All right? There's a lot of stuff here. I've got uh, maybe five more tabs open um, that I'm going to have here. Some of them are on the shot. Some of them are not on the shot. Um, and I'm going to have those in the archive later this morning. So... Um, be sure to look for those. I'm just going to let you know some of those things are going to be there. The videos that you saw, we're going to have that in there. And then tomorrow morning, we're going to have Keith Haskell on from Minnesota. He's going to be talking to us about uh, Lisa Hansen, that, that issue there, the bar owner that kept her place open. Um, now they're coming after her. And then he's also going to be telling us about what they're doing with the school boards to go after them. So you guys don't miss that. Lord willing, we'll be having Keith on in the morning. And we'll talk to him. Don't miss Bradley at 3. And then, uh, Lord willing, we want to talk to you at 6 a.m. in the morning. Till then, see ya.